Hi, I'm Casey Hobbs. And I'm Shane Mason. And we're the hosts of Nurse Talk Radio. Please join us for this special edition podcast. On that note, Shane, that music can only mean one thing. It's time for Healthcare in America with Donna Smith. Welcome, Donna, and thanks for being here. How do you expect me to talk after I was listening to that? (laughs) Donna, are there any public figures that you miss and want to bring back? Well, I'll tell you what, I'm so with you, yes. thinking that George W. was just such a treat compared to this mess. He's like the... And I don't know if you heard that he whispered a little something on the way out of the inauguration. <laughs> yes, I, I heard yeah. what he whispered, and he was so right. Yes, it, and, he and, was. I and thought, he... well, George, that's not bad. Well, well it... even Dick Cheney is making sense these days. Yeah. I know, that is really scary, isn't it? It is. It is. Bush is like the old grandpa that just kind of smacks one of the nieces on the ass every once in a while. Completely. <laughs> and just he's ignore. kind of harmless, and yeah. you just go, oh, that's grandpa. <laughs> it, it's ridiculous. So, Donna, it's no secret Big Pharma is on a roll and has been for many years. Oh, yeah. America pays the highest price for prescription drugs in the world. And as a result, nearly one in five U.S. residents, 35 million people, do not fill a prescription each year because they can't afford it. Outrageous. So on the short list of giant profit earners is U.S. giant Pfizer, the world's largest drug company. They have a 42% profit margin. There's four other companies with profit margins of 20, 30%. You've heard of some of these, AbbVie, Glaxo, SmithKline, Eli Lilly, all the rest. They, they say the reason for these price hikes is research and development, but I'm, we don't know that that's necessarily the case. What's really going on, Donna? Well, greed is what's going on in in a one-word answer. And, you know, we all know, we've talked about this before, that the lion's share of research and development money comes from you and me, the taxpayers of the United States, as we fund our public research institutions, the National Institute of Health, although in the new budget, if they cut as much as they want to from the National Institute of Health and others, then we may be in some serious trouble there, too. But the pharmaceuticals are doing just fine, believe me. Well, and, you know, California is trying to pass legislation that's going to make it possible for a single-payer system here, and I'm so excited because that's our only hope against Big Pharma, isn't it? Oh, of course, and, you know, I'm going to have to move. Oh, my goodness. What if well, that's right. Does that? That's right. You're going to have to get out of Colorado and come to California. I was going to share with you something I read on the front of Big Pharma's website today, and I'm not making this up. This is Big Pharma's words. What if you had in your power to rid the world of disease, to improve the lives of millions, to ease suffering and cure the sick, and earn a tidy profit? (laughs) Wow. Wow. It's on their website. Wow. And then it goes on to say the uncomfortable truth. Is there an ointment for that, they say? Is that some remedies are more profitable than others, and illness is good for business. Oh, wow. And to think that, you know, we all try and, and listen to some of the soft cells that we get about how, you know, how pharmaceuticals are trying to save lives and so forth. And then I went to their website thinking, well, there must be some redeeming value to their messaging. And I read that and I think, nope, no yeah. redeeming value. Yeah. They're right. just right out there with it. Illness is good business. Yeah. Mm. So we wanted to get into some of the specifics of this. So, for example, which companies make insulin and why are insulin prices skyrocketing? Obviously, it's been around forever. It's been around (sighs) since the 80s. They make it from E. coli bacteria. Come on. Why? It's just an insanity. You know, the the insulin market has become one of those that the U.S. government's been looking into price fixing. Again, another shocking thing, I'm sure, for all of us to hear, that the drug companies actually 
may have been talking with one another and making sure that everybody kept their prices going up and mm. up and up. That is against the law in this country. Collusion is still something that we frown upon. But the drug companies have been very successful in playing that game. And insulin is one of those places where they know that there's a, a large number of people who need insulin to stay alive, for goodness sakes. And the incidences of diabetes are growing in this country. And so what's not to love about getting together with a few of your friends in the industry, sitting around a table or sending a few emails back and forth and making sure that no one breaks rank. No one cuts those prices too low. It's outrageous. Well, Donna, I was told actually the reason it's going up is because the E. coli are trying to unionize. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, Shane. And then, of course, you have the EpiPen. Oh, my gosh. That this week, I, I thought, oh my, I thought you know, if it weren't so tragic, it would be classic with this one. The EpiPen that we all remember listening to Myelin Pharmaceuticals defend the fact that they were soaring the cost of EpiPens up to an enormous rate, like 800% increase. And then we hear this week that they're having a massive recall from the very same oh, pharmaceutical company. I love it. EpiPen. So they messed it up. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So they sell you, they charge you more, they goof it up. And the other thing that really bothers me right now that all of us ought to be very worried about is not just the cost of the pharmaceuticals, but the fact that Trump and Bannon and his friends in Washington seem to be hell-bent on cutting regulations, safety procedures, and God, so forth. it's so, so true. Our, you know, we're only destined to see more of this unless we all decide once and for all that we cannot do this to one another. It's not fair. It's right. not right, right. It's not humane to do this to one another. Mm -hmm. And we have to stop it. Mm-hmm. Well, and getting into that, let's look for some solutions to this. So can you tell us about the Improving Access to Affordable Prescription Drug Acts introduced by Senator Bernie Sanders? Sure. Well, Bernie, thank goodness, continues to send the clarion call out for everyone yeah. that this issue can be taken on. And he is, his bill would allow importation of prescription drugs from Canada, which many people have been doing, although illegally in some situations for many years, as even Bernie and other senators and other people have taken scores of folks across the border to get into Canada where they can get prescription medications that just one mile away will be maybe 10 times as much to pay for them. So under Bernie's bill, there would be allowable importation of drugs from Canada. The hope is that that would drive down the cost here in the United States. Now, that's not enough, and Bernie certainly knows that. He knows that beyond allowing importation of drugs from Canada and perhaps other locations, we have to get to a Medicare for All system so that we can negotiate the price of prescription drugs the same way the VA does and same way Medicaid does. But this is the first salvo. I mean, Bernie's giving it his best shot, which is great. So what can people do to help his cause? I think, the, you know, a great, great question. I think the biggest thing you can do is continue to keep the pressure on your congressional representative in your district I know I was listening to Bernie and Elizabeth Warren doing a, a rally last evening in Boston and that was live-streamed, and, and Bernie was talking on that rally about how don't let anyone fool you about how much the pressure matters when people, when these congressional reps go home to their districts and they have a town hall and a thousand people show up when before the election 20 people were showing up, believe me. 
they are paying attention, even if they get on the Sunday talk shows and say, oh, no, you know, we're negotiating this with our uh, sponsors across the aisle and blah, blah, blah. That doesn't have as nearly as much to do with what they're doing as they are scared to death that an energized American public is saying, we've had enough with what you're doing on health care. We want you to get to Medicare for all, so show up to your town hall meetings. Speak up about Bernie's drug bill. Speak up about wanting to get to Medicare for all. If you can't get to meetings, call. Call their D.C. offices. Call their district offices. Let them know you're a constituent, that you vote, and you expect them to deal with this issue. And stay on top of the health care struggle, I think, is a good way. And nationalnursesunited.org terrific site for getting in. They do great work getting mm-hmm. press work out. Uh, PDAmerica.org, another great place to look for, for information about everything that's going on. And of course, Bernie's, OurRevolution.org, another great site to take a look at what's going on in your area, where can you engage, how can you get involved, and you don't have to do everything. I think people get overwhelmed right at the moment. Choose something. Do something every day. Send a postcard. Make one call. Take five minutes every day. That will be more than most people have done throughout their voting lives. And with that kind of energy, we will send a strong message that we are the populace that are being protected right at the moment. And we're protecting ourselves by saying that we do not buy this agenda from Donald Trump and his Republican friends. What we want is Medicare for all. Excellent. We've been talking with Donna Smith, our Healthcare in America senior correspondent. Donna's also the executive director of Progressive Democrats of America. For more information about this topic, visit nursetalksite.com. 